When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to Financials Podcast, Future Rich. I'm your host, Barbara Ginty, and I am also a CFP, which stands for a Certified Financial Planner. And today we have a really fun expert interview, and I have with me Susan Ballo. And welcome, Susan. Welcome. Thank you. And you are a licensed clinical social worker, and you have your own private practice. I do. So I see teenagers, adults, and couples in psychotherapy. Wow. And so I thought it would be interesting to have you on because we talk so much about finances. I interview guests about all of their money, you know, assets and debts and what they're struggling with. We've never really talked about money in, I guess, less of a concrete manner and how it affects you from um, a psychology standpoint, if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah, no, totally. There is a psychology to money and um, or money mindset, which can impact not only your flow of money um, and your appreciation for money, but also your overall wellness and, and whether you're happy or not. Yeah, absolutely, because I think one of the things a lot of the guests have said after you know, we record the podcast is, I think, more often than not, they say, oh my gosh, I feel so much better now that we've talked about it and I have an idea of what's going on. And I think it really does. So I'm curious because you work with people. So do you see it really affecting people as being a stressor, both in individuals and then with um, couples? Oh, oh, definitely. I think it's a major layer of the onion. So I'm a holistic practitioner, which means I look at all areas of a person's um, wellness and overall being. And one of those aspects is finances and your um, relationship with money. So it's not just about past trauma or um, mental health, if you have a mental health diagnosis or what you eat or what your lifestyle is, it's also money is a huge component to your overall happiness and well-being. So it's part of the layer that I need to address. That's so interesting because, yeah, I talk about it from such a different perspective, I I think, for the most part. Um, I mean, because I'm asking, like, what the budget is, and I don't always ask what relationship to money is, but it definitely seems to be a theme because whether or not it's a learned behavior from the household you grow up with, or you had a past trauma, like we had a woman on who had definitely had a trauma surrounding uh, money. She was about to get married and they broke up and he left her with all the wedding debt, which didn't Mm -hmm. materialize the wedding. And so she had had some trauma around it. So it definitely comes up. We don't really, obviously I'm not in your field, so I don't address it as much, but I do, I do see it occur where maybe if you grew up with a household 
where you were told like, well, we're never going to have money. It's just never going to happen. And this is just the way life is. Then you maybe adopt that philosophy because that's what you grew up with. Mm -hmm. Or you had uh, a trauma where you got laden with debt because of a, you know, bad personal experience, right? Like having a wedding not work out or a relationship like that not work out and then incurring Mm -hmm. debt from it. We've had a few, we've had a few women that have had relationships that were pretty traumatic endings. Uh, and then they ended up with debt as a result, which is just a bad combination. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then it ties uh, a lot of resistance and avoidance to money in general. Um, so that, and that's what trauma does. Like trauma uh, creates a, a protection factor in your brain. So anything that triggers that trauma, your brain will protect you in a lot. In a lot of ways, it's not necessarily healthy. Because it, it, it more so, the brain more so wants to avoid than really face it and manage it because it means like really digging deep and being uncomfortable. Yeah, and nobody, <laughs> uncomfortable, <laughs> no one wants to be uncomfortable, but uncomfortable is really the place where you grow the most. Oh, definitely. So I used to have a sign in my office that said, my job is to disturb the comfortable and comfort the disturbed. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so really, I mean, in in growth, there is a sensation of being uncomfortable. Change is uncomfortable. We like the predictable. We like to be safe, etc. Um, but really, um, growing a positive relationship with money there is sometimes of being uncomfortable and facing difficult emotions. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Cause if you're going to have to go and look at all the, let's just say we'll use one of our guests who, for those that have listened to her podcast, um, she found out her husband was secretly an alcoholic. And so she put him through treatments and everything and got left with some debt as a result of that relationship, which obviously ended, which is for the better for her. But then, yeah, you have to sit down and go through the bills and it reminds you of what you went through, which is mm-hmm. like not something you want to be reminded of. But you know, mm-hmm. in order to get your finances squared away, you have to go through everything. Exactly. And so and it's not just about uh, making money or uh, cultivating or growing money. Um, that, that's part of it. Like, obviously, that's the positive impact of having a, a good money mindset. Um, but there are people who are have a bad money mindset and still make lots of money but none of us none of us want to be Ebenezer Scrooge we right. want to like tell me tell me a little bit about the money mindset like okay so people who don't know about it essentially money mindset is your thoughts beliefs and behaviors towards money okay. so um uh, what do you think about money um, how do you feel about money? Um, and how do you behave towards money and recognizing what is positive and what is working and what is dysfunctional? Because uh, we tend to think that saving, saving, saving is a good thing. But in all reality, it might not be what is cultivating your happiness. Well, right. And I think one of the books I think you referenced before is um, Happy Money. Um, and there's and there's two versions, but the Happy Money from, um, is it, why am I, blank? Ken Honda. Yes, Ken Honda. 
So I've read and done a lot of research on money mindset, and there's some really good books that are just as good, like The Illusion of Money by Kyle Cease, The Soul of Money by Lynn Twist, or It's Not Your Money by Tasha Silver. But there was Mm -hmm. something about Ken Honda that like rung true with me and just being a good person, like just being um, a genuine, good like everyday person and not overly magical or overly intellectual. So you get lost in a lot of jargon. It's just, he was just real. So it really resonated with me. And I also like, because I'm a therapist, I like how he challenges you to lean into your negative emotions, to really look at that and analyze that and how it's impacting your thoughts, beliefs, and behaviors towards money. Yeah. And someone kind of, uh, I think one of the reviews said it's a little bit like Maria Kondo. Yeah. Yeah. Of like what brings you joy, right? Cause like the concept of save, 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 but if you're a miserable person, then I mean, this goes a little bit against what I say about save, 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 but (laughs) I'm always like, save more, save more. But if you're saving more and working at a job where you're miserable, which is causing bad health effects, right, you know, then then it's the money probably isn't worth it at that point, right? Because if you're that miserable, then what's the point of being in that job to make that amount of money to save that amount of money? Is that kind of... Yeah, no, yeah, no, exactly. So it's more about like, who do you want to be and what kind of lifestyle and experiences do you want to have versus having a ton of money? Right. And and I think it's really interesting because coming from New York City and now spending time in Utah, in New York City, people for the most part have chosen to be there, um, at least in finance, right, to kind of grind it out at the big firms, make a lot of money, get a lot of experience. And then being in Salt Lake, I've met a whole bunch of people and it's a very different path, right? They've chosen to have a path where they get to spend more time outside and do jobs that they love. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I think I have found in life, usually when you have a job that you absolutely love and you get to do cool things, they tend to not pay as much as, for instance, a job where you're grinding it out. Mm -hmm. They get a huge corporation. Um, but that's a totally fine path, right? Because not everybody needs to have a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. No, there's um, what I like about Ken Honda is he talks about how everyone has a certain like flow and that flow eb- ebbs and flows. So it grows bigger or retracts depending on where we're at energetically and what is good for us at the time. And so some people have bigger cups and some people have smaller cups and some people start off with smaller cups and gradually grow bigger. Um, And other people um, may have a small cup and just immediately grow bigger. So there's different levels of where you're at and where your mindset is to what makes it a positive flow of money. So it's almost like we are all trying to cultivate this this flowing river. That's our, that's our money is this flowing river and our, our savings and our assets are kind of our banks that help support that river. So maintains our river or maintains our uh, standard of living, um, whatever our cup has the capacity to do. Um, because if you try and overfill your cup, you will, you will overflow and more likely spend all your money and lose it. 
because you're not quite ready. You don't have the mindset or the capacity. It's like, so essentially like trying to flow too much water in your river and it just overflows and erodes your bank. That's interesting because if you, when you read stories about entrepreneurs or some entrepreneurs that could lose everything, right. And then they can get it all back, which is Mm -hmm. to have built it up in the first place is so impressive. And then, you know, a business goes out, you know, they lose their business or the economy turns or whatever, and they, they lose what they've built up and then they're able to re, you know, pivot and rebuild. So I would say they probably have a positive money mindset, right? To be able to attract and get through that struggle and then rebuild. Exactly. And so I, I want to point out one thing that Ken um, brings up and there's, so there's two different types of intelligence when it comes to money. One is money EQ or emotional quotient, and one is money IQ or intelligence and quotient. So intelligence quotients is kind of like the services that you offer. How do you wisely um, invest and save your money, um, which is which is super important. But there, but there's also emotional intelligence around money. So what's your thoughts, beliefs, and behaviors? around money, um, which kind of excites me because I'm, I'm t- typically more emotionally intelligent versus mm-hmm. <laughs> like intellectually intelligent. So it gives me hope that I can like, um, I can build my wealth in a positive way because I'm emotionally intelligent while I can hire someone like you <laughs> and help me do the IQ part. Um, but if you don't have emotional, or if you don't have money IQ or EQ, you you can have all the the money IQ in the world, but you will c- continuously experience problems, or will be extremely unhappy with right because you at. haven't fixed that your your relationship with money exactly. Which kind of makes sense when I see people who are intelligent and know that they shouldn't accrue all the credit card debt, right? And they don't need all the credit card debt. Um, so they're very intelligent. Like one woman I had who was highly, highly intelligent, mm-hmm. made a ton of money. Like, I mean, income level was very, very high, very well educated, very successful. Mm-hmm. And but they're but the just spending all the money and like obviously from an intelligence standpoint, you know, when she came in to see me about planning for retirement, I mean, I'm not a magician. So like, if you have no money, you know, and you're almost at retirement age, there's not a whole lot we can, we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, you know, say to me, you want to retire in five years and you literally have zero dollars saved. I mean, I mean, there's not a lot I can do for that situation. Um, and it was interesting because I sat in the meeting and I was like, this woman is highly, highly intelligent. She ha- She's aware that you can't go from zero to a million dollars in five years, even with her income level. You know, there's taxes and expenses, right? And mm-hmm. she could commit to saving and maybe retire at 80, but maybe, but her job was pretty stressful. So it kind of blew me away. But I guess in that scenario, because she didn't lack the intelligent, like she, intelligence feature at all right she's a very smart woman but she probably had some issues with her mindset around money right so why did she constantly do things that she intelligently knew weren't going to get her to where she wanted to be Mm -hmm. exactly so there's some sort of resistance or some sort of internal belief system and that's why it makes us uncomfortable to really 
grow. If you've noticed you don't have a healthy relationship with money, it's difficult to move into a positive mindset with money because it means you have to face those demons around money. You have to admit to your past traumas with money um, and your belief systems through money. Um, so my, my own personal journey started with um, my dad. So when I was 17, my dad, I, so I should preface this with, I, I grew up uh, in poverty. Like I remember like times not having anything to eat and we had uh, government assisted lunches and we were on food stamps a lot and the church helped us in a lot of ways to get food. Um, and so money was a huge struggle um, around my household. It became a negative thing and a sad thing. So a lot of sadness and sorrow was attached to my view of money. So if I took out a, a dollar bill and held it, it, it really provoked a lot of negative emotion. Um, and so I had to do a lot of work on that. But what kind of set the stage for me to start changing that was when I was 17, my dad told me I was sloughing school and not doing well and kind of just hanging out with my friends, not really caring. And my dad stopped me in the hallway and he said, I'm concerned. And I said, okay. And this was like my dad. He was someone who was super crazy and um, not very supportive, but there were these like intensely magical times that he implanted some significant wisdom that have carried me through my life. But this was one of those times he, he stopped me and said, I'm concerned. And I, I said, okay, why? Cause I was like, uh Oh, Dad's you shocked? Yeah, I was like, dad's talking to me serious. It means something really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and he's all very gently said, if you want this, and he pointed around our, our, our small cluttered house, then don't go to school. If you want something more and you want to do what you really love, go to school. And I don't necessarily believe you have to go to school to obtain what you want, but really what the message was is be mindful about your choices. I was just going to say it was about the choices, like choosing to hang out rather than going to school, maybe not hanging out with the best people. And mm -hmm. yeah, and be be mindful about what you want. Like, what mm -hmm. do you want? Like, so you have to every choice that you make needs to be around what you want and what kind of lifestyle you want. So he didn't say be a doctor, be a lawyer, make lots of money. It was. Think about the lifestyle you want, and then how do you create that financially? Right. You have to have that goal in mind, right? And then you work backwards from there. Because if you don't have a destination, it's really easy to just go down any path. Uh-huh. Or, or otherwise, you'll, you'll be grinding it. Yep. So that's uh, one of the big things that um, Ken Honda points out. If you want um, happy money... You need to be doing something that brings you joy and cultivates your potential. Even spending money. 
So spending money should be on something that enhances your life or enhances the lives of others as opposed to taking it away. Absolutely. I actually, I think one of the things I struggle with because I feel like I take all of the advice that I give to people and I save and I save and I save. And so then whenever it comes down to spending money, I have a very, very hard time mm-hmm. spending money. And so I've de- definitely, I've called my sister several times in Target, like waffling over like a, not a big decision, like a $25 <laughs> or $30 decision. And my sister is like, just buy the, what was it? One time it was like an overnight bag I wanted to buy. She's like, just buy the overnight bag. It's $30 and go back to work. You're losing money by standing in Target for an hour making this this very nominal decision and you just can't part with the $30. Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's okay to feed the ego mm-hmm. and not kind of the the finding a balance between the structure and the freedom, which is the flow. Um, so it's not good or healthy to constantly be feeding the ego. So if your intention behind money is purely ego based or like, I want to have power or I want to, uh, prove myself to others, or I want to be a hot shot and show off my money, um, different things like that. It's okay to want to have a lot of money and have nice things, but if it's ego driven, it will have a negative money flow or it will restrict your money flow or create negative energy around your money. And that's not what you want. Right. You want to have a positive relationship. Uh huh. So that kind of. I I feel like I have a very positive relationship with money and I really enjoy helping people with theirs. I think the one thing I personally need to work on, and I'm curious if other people have this issue, I need to be able to spend the money more easily, I think, which is the opposite of what I tell people to do, right? I tell them to like, make sure they budget. And I feel like I budget it for so long and I just have to be able to like spend the money a little bit more easily and not worry about every dollar as much. Cause I feel like it's a little bit of when you get really into the budgeting and monitoring everything, it's hard to kind of loosen the the belt a little bit Mm -hmm. and that's where you want the the freedom the freedom so Mm -hmm. structure and freedom is really important because you you get the flow so money in money out and so your river is flowing because if you're not you're restricting your your river and we all know what happens with stagnant ponds the water goes stale like moth grows and algae and it it just gets gross it it doesn't move um and it doesn't grow either so yeah you you still have that pawn but are you really in a better place right that's really interesting so i have a question for you we do so we bring on a lot of individuals and individuals this makes sense you know right like what is your individual mindset what do you see with couples? Like, do you see very often that they have, they come into it with two different mindsets and it causes friction? Or do you feel like you find people find, you know, their significant other and they're more similar? Uh, I think it's a, it's kind of a mixed bag, but typically if they're experiencing problems in the relationship, there's almost always some component of money that's negatively impacting. So they might not have different differing opinions, but their opinions that they do have are dysfunctional. 
Okay. Or not. So it could be the same dysfunctional opinion, but still causing strife in the relationship. Exactly. Or two different dysfunctions. Um, uh, So it's about like helping them come together, develop their own um, money mindset, and how do they complement each other so they're both in the state of flow. Because it could be, I mean, what could be happening is they both have positive money mindset, but their needs differ in how do they cultivate and enrich their lives. So that could be different and play different parts of the money. Um, So like someone, (laughs) this, I don't know, uh, this is kind of like my husband and I, I would definitely say my like enhancement of my potential costs a lot more than than his and i'm I'm, or his is more like he doesn't spend very much on a day-to-day basis but there's bigger and more expensive expenditures like every great while and mine is more like more of a day-to-day spending um, so I, I'm really grateful that I have a spouse who totally understands that. Um, my spouse, Rusty, has a, an amazing uh, perspective of money. Sometimes it frustrates me because of my own dysfunctional beliefs and my and that scarcity mindset that kind of creeps up from my past. But overall, he's really taught me about the abundance, like. So having that abundance mentality that it, there there is plenty of money out there. There's not a limited amount of money and it's not, it's just there for the taking. Like, so people, I don't, I can't remember the, the saying, but like uh, people just take, 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 and then there's none left. And that's not true. Yeah. And that's a little bit like the secret. The secret teaches you, for those of you who read the secret, it, uh, that you want to have an abundance mindset, that there's not a, a finite amount of money out there, that anyone is capable of having money. It's not that it's going to run out. Exactly. And it it will ebb and flow. So the abundance mindset is also having an understanding of, of the natural ebbs and flows. So your right. river is not going to be gushing all the time. But but you have you have faith and trust that when it ebbs, everything will be okay. You will be taken care of. You don't need to worry or fear that your needs will be met. And so when right, you- absolutely. Like if you have, and, and I think that kind of plays into, especially when you, you do a sound job with your financial planning, like if you lose your job, then you use your emergency fund and be confident you'll get another job and you'll make money again. It's, it's out there to be taken. Yeah, no, exactly. So um, there's a uh, with the the COVID nineteen thing going on. There's a lot of experience of this ebb right now with businesses. And my husband told me this amazing story about a company that he was helping um, grow um, their their warehouse. They were they were growing at a ridiculous rate and needed a, a lot more warehouse space um, before COVID hit the U.S. And so he was helping them find space. Well, as soon as COVID hit, their uh, business tanked and they had to furlough, I think it, I think it was like 2000 employees. Uh, and the CEO called Rusty and was like, everything's off the table. I've had to 
furlough a ton of my employees. And he, he such a good guy. Cause I remember Rusty talking about this, this man before this all happened. He sounded like such an amazing guy. And he called and his, his overall concern was about his employees and what he was going to do to help his employees. Um, and his, his wife said, you have the answers, you know what to do. And as soon as his wife said that, he came up with an idea and turned it all around and recently called my husband and said, we're back on the table. Wow, that's incredible. Totally different like mindset and concept of his business. He just shifted it in a way that, that met the flow of what's happening right now. Yeah, to be more adaptive. Exactly. He totally adapted. And it was because he changed his mindset because initially he was in this forlorn, like hopeless mindset. And then, and then his wife is like, what? What are you doing? Like, you know what to do. It's OK. And he right. was like, oh, OK, I know what to do. It's OK. I will figure it out. And it's not like it's just going to magically happen like that. But you do have to open yourself up to the possibility to make it happen. Right. And then the possibility might not be what you envision it to be. Exactly. Exactly. So it wasn't about like pushing and grinding his current business. It was about, okay, I need to shift to what's happening. So he was, he's in the novelty business, so all kinds of novelty gifts and toys and, and party things and had lots of contracts with like Disney and Marvel and things like that um, to, to make products. But what he did was he shifted it into making masks, superhero masks. So the COVID masks um, into superhero ones and creating a subscription. So like every week or whatever it is, you get a different superhero mask and it just took off. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. And so he's back to needing the same amount of space that he needed before. In a matter in a matter of two months. Wow, but with a different, essentially different business. Exactly to the current situation. Yeah, and yeah, and and for those listening, because a lot of people have lost their jobs, not saying that everyone is going to be able to do that, but it's I I do think it's key to being open. So maybe the job that you had is no longer there, and then you look and for a job, maybe, and it's not your long term job, but just something for the moment. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of like a pie in the sky story. But if you create that mentality, even if it's just shifting to a temporary position, you will bridge the gap. Yeah, this is really interesting. So you would recommend the Happy Money by by Ken Honda. Uh And then what do you think are other, you said there's a couple other good books you think would be advantageous to read? Yes. So the books that I like in specifically pertaining to um, money mindset is The Illusion of Money by Kyle Cease. And I really like Kyle Cease. He's super funny. Um, And The Soul of Money by Lynn Twist. And It's Not Your Money by Tasha Silver. And the reason why I like these, it kind of plays into a lot of the beliefs of Ken Honda um, and kind of targets the different areas of money mindset. So the illusion of money is uh, looking more at money as as, uh, energy and the soul of money is looking at it as a more of a positive soulful thing that feeds you. 
mm-hmm. um, instead of a negative thing. And then it's not your money is is looking at money as an exchange and money as a, a give and take. And that that it's not because we so if you look at money as energy and as a give and take and a flow as opposed to, you know, the mind, mind, mind mindset, you will be more abundant. And right now in the time of COVID, I think an abundance attitude is just super helpful. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Because it, it, the, the culture and kind of the collective consciousness right now is scarcity, even with like toilet paper. I was going to say through. toilet paper. <laughs> <and> <laughs> we went through a thing where, oh shit, like what are we going to do without toilet paper? Hoard, 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 hoard. And then look what happened. And, you know, we kind of went crazy on that. And just kind of looking at it is like, it's okay. Like I'll buy a little bit more than I typically will get just in case. But I'm not going to hoard it because hoarding it only takes away from the overall collective. So if I create negative energy towards other or leave others without, it only creates negative negativity towards me. So at some point when I run out, even though I have a lot, I won't have anything for support later. Right. So if something happens to me... There's no support. Right. So the moral of the story is no hoarding toilet paper. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It only causes you pain in the long run. (laughs) This was super interesting. I'm definitely going to be more aware when I'm talking to people about uh, what their relationship is with money, because I definitely think it plays into how successful they'll be. Right. And how open, how open they are to making the changes. Yeah. So for our listeners, see if I if you notice a difference coming up, if if I can kind of see if I can tap into this a little bit more. And then, Susan, we'll link to your website. Nice. Thank you. Because you are doing telehealth now, right? I am. Yes. And and I, I would love to help people with their money mindset and kind of get into what I love to do, which is basically it's called consciousness engineering. And so really weeding out the negative subconscious beliefs that impact your life and relationship with money today. Wonderful. I feel like a lot of people could use that, especially right now when everything is so stressful. So we'll, we'll link to your site. And then for our listeners, Um, You can follow us on Instagram at Financial, and then you can check out our classes at www.financial.com. And Susan, thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. And for everyone listening, stay safe, and we'll uh, be on soon. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.